welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who've been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps to help you along your military life journey. Here's your host, Lindsay Litton. This episode is brought to you by Armed Forces Insurance. Armed Forces Insurance offers personal insurance options specifically designed for military families. To learn more, visit them online at AFI.org or give them a call at 1-800-313-1936. Well, welcome back. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by a fellow military spouse. Her and I have been Facebook friends now for, gosh, who knows long, but it, we were just chatting before we started recording that we're excited that we finally get to meet because you always should reach out and make a personal connection in military spouse land. Yes. So Jessica Hall, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and to yeah. e-meet. Yeah, to finally e-meet. I know. We were just yeah. talking about how as military spouses, it's easier to do the Facebook thing, but you know, we should actually, you know, get to actually meet at some point. Yeah. Do these like Google Hangouts and stuff every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> or Zoom, whatever we're on today. I know. FaceTime, the yeah, who knows? Uh well, before we jump more into, and I'm really excited to talk about the topic that we're gonna highlight today, um, which is a project that you've been working on. Um, let's talk more about you being a military spouse and how many PCSs. Oof, okay. So let's see, we got married eight years ago now. So we've been married for about eight and a half years and we had PCS. Oh, I just had to figure this out the other day, four or five times. I think it's five. Okay. Officially. So yeah. <laughs> and, and two babies along the way. We have two kids. So, um, so my husband's army, um, well, go army beat Navy. I'll always throw that in there. <laughs> it's almost time again. Um, no. So, um, yeah, so we've been married, like I said, for eight years, we've lived in Arizona at Fort Huachuca, joint base Lewis McCord in Washington, back to Huachuca because that's where his schooling stuff is, uh, Fort hood. And then we just PCS this summer to Fort Knox, Kentucky. And we've got two kiddos. One is three and one is seven months old. I was going to say, so, we got a new one. Yeah, we got the, li- we're on the little end of the spectrum still. We waited a couple years to have kids. <laughs> and that is A-okay. A-okay. Yeah, that was <laughs> the best thing for us. And But they keep us on our toes for sure. Oh, oh yeah. And, and the ages that they are, you are kind of in the thick of it. So yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Very much so. Yeah. There's like <laughs> Can't reason with any of them. Well, I've got a six and eight year old and I don't think I can reason with them either. It's like a uh, mini me arguing with me and I'm like, Kennedy, really? Come on. You know, but yeah. So yeah, no, I definitely, sometimes I take a step back. Like, you know, when you're having a bad day and you're like, oh wait, this is where my kid gets it from. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Some of the things she says, I'm like, oh yeah, these are things I do say. So <laughs> foot in mouth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thanks. Thanks daughter for reminding me. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're good at that. Well, yeah. I want to jump into um, kind of a topic that you're really passionate about, and that's family readiness. So when we talk about one of the number one issues that you feel like is impacting military families, like hands down, I would say most of our guests are talking about um, a couple of themes. And so I think family readiness really uh, sums up everything that we're talking about. We have military spouse unemployment, which is a huge issue when you PCS. Oh, totally. 
we've got mental health issues. Um, so talking about some of the highest depression rates among the military spouse community, um, some of that stemming from unemployment, feeling disconnected to your community, constantly be moving, change. I, mean, I can't imagine why we would be stressed. Or- why are we stressed? I don't know. We don't know when anything happens in our lives and then boom, everything changes. So <laughs> no, no I don't get it either. Yeah. So talk to us about family readiness and what does that mean to you? And, and, and how do you think military spouses can better be, be prepared with this um, topic? Yeah. So I think it's all really comes together in one because I think unemployment's an issue. I've faced issues with being unemployed or underemployed is really a big thing um, in my career story, which would be a whole other topic for another day. Um But there's also, I've noticed, especially now that I have kids, you know, how do you prepare your kids to move? How do you prepare them for mommy or daddy being gone for whether it's a couple days or for a whole year? You know, you, you just, it's so hard to prepare for that. And there are tools out there that can help you, but you know, there's so many, how do you find it? How do you find the best thing for your family? And if you're ready you can be prepared for the, when that moment happens, whatever it is, whatever that changes in your life. And it's easier said than done. I'm, I'm not perfect at this. Like, let's be totally honest. But I think, you know, knowing where your struggles are, like where your pain points are, and then what's the tools to help you so that when it comes up, you are prepared to face that challenge um, yeah. as successfully as you can be. So that's kind of where... I think it all loops together because it, it is so interconnected, right? Like for me, working is necessary for my mental health. If I'm not working, I'm not happy. I don't feel fulfilled. Um, and then, you know, we move and you have to build that network again. You have to find that job again. I fortunately have a unicorn job right now that I can work remotely and it moves with me and it's glorious. Um, but that everyone has that. Not everyone has jobs that are like that. Well, and I think, you know, we, we've talked about this with the last couple guests, um, that technology has really afforded military spouses. And I think even from like the last 10 years, and, and I'm going to date myself, but, um, I'm, <laughs> when I got into military, when military life, that was 10 years ago, I've, I'm a military spouse now of uh, 11 in January. And, um, I have noticed a big shift just in technology and more spouses really advocating for unemployment and underemployment, because I think you highlighted a huge issue there. Underemployment tends to be, um, still very prevalent within the military spouse space. Um, but one of the things that I want to loop back on is talk to us more about this unicorn opportunity and how you found it. Because I think so many military spouses, and I mean, I belong to Vert Force, which has like, gosh, I think 5,000 members. and So many. So many. And I, Kimber and I are really great friends. And she talks to me about, you know, this new trend of military spouses wanting to do virtual work. So talk to us more about um, how you found your unicorn. Yeah, so I am the director of marketing and communications for United Through Reading, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But we're a military nonprofit. And the beautiful thing about it is that it was started in San Diego 30 years ago. And as they were growing and expanding, they ran into this issue of we hired this great military spouse, but now they're PCSing from San Diego to Virginia. What do I do? Why would we lose a great employee? So 
this is before I even started there. They started allowing their employees to work virtually and to figure that out because they saw the benefit of having an employee across the country to meet new people and to spread our program. And so when I found this job last year, they, I just saw it posted on Facebook and I applied and I got hired. And when I PCS'd in May, I got to keep my job and we all work virtually. We don't even have a home office in San Diego anymore. All of our employees in San Diego work out of their house. And so it's really just the leadership recognizing one, they're all almost our entire staff is military spouses or veterans. We have one person that's a civilian, no no connection to military except for her job. Um, But everyone else has some sort of connection. And so they know the power of being able to work virtually and how that helps the family you know, thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think especially as mom with little ones at home, I mean, it's really helpful to, and I will full disclosure say that, um, it is really difficult to work with little ones. (laughs) Yes. No, I, I send my kids to daycare full time. Uh I have since my oldest was nine months old and I was freelancing and I couldn't do my job anymore. You know, with the hours I had to do work in, I couldn't, be a mom and take care of her. I say quality over quantity when it comes to time with my kiddos. Um, But that's me personally. I know I have friends that have worked with their little kids at home. I think they have children that are like, I don't know. They aren't my kids. My kids just are like attached to me. They just need me. (laughs) I feel like um, moms have different levels of tolerance too. I tend to be the mom that's like easily distracted. I can't concentrate if there's things going on, even with coworkers. Um, And so if I hear my kid, you know, screaming in the other room, I can't ignore it. I'm going to, I'm going to get up and walk off. So for me, I, I've kind of been with you. I've always had to have, um, uh, my kind of uh, some sort of care, even if it's yeah. someone that comes into the house for a few hours so I can get my concentration work done. Um, but I've never been able to, it was either that or I was staying up after the kids went to sleep. And I exactly. And I've done both and I've oh. done hourly care or I've done, you know, whatever. And that was actually one of the hardest things when we PCS was I didn't have care mm. lined up for both kids. When we first got here, there was a wait list at the CDC. So, um, my, of course, is the three-year-old that didn't get in right away, who uh-huh. is the one that I, is harder to work around. And, and she's great. Don't get me wrong. I love her to death. Um, but, you know, working and focusing on her and explaining mommy has to work is a little bit hard. But, I mean, fortunately, we had hourly care options here. But this unicorn job is great. And I'm not – I it's hard to find them. But, um I've worked remotely in some capacity for almost the whole time we've been married. So it's been kind of crazy, but fun. I'm so glad the technology is there and that employers are starting to recognize that it's necessary, not just for military spouses, especially for military spouses, but, you know, just how the world works now. I think everyone's demanding more flexible work and more remote options. Well, and I think employers are noticing that it's a, there's huge cost savings to an employer too, because you don't have to have a brick and mortar. You don't have to, um, you know, it, 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 there's so many pros and cons to it. Um, but I think the pros are outweighing. And I think, uh, as more millennials join the workforce, they're, they're noticing that they're demanding more of a I hate to say the word balance because um, I just don't think it exists for for moms or for women in the workforce. I think harmony is a better word. Yeah, harmony. I like that. Or just 
where do you, where are you productive from? You might not be productive in the office. Cause I'm just like you, when I've worked in an office, there is one, there's a snack drawer. That thing uh-huh. is dangerous. Two, your coworkers are right there and you just want to ch- sit and chat with them. You know, it's, it's, it's a hard balance of, you know, where, where do you get your best work done? And I write. And so sometimes for me, I need a quiet space. I can't be in the office because it, there's just too many distractions. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe me, I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so talk to us more about the United Through Reading uh, nonprofit that you're currently working for. Um, and what are they doing in the military community? Yeah. So United Through Reading, like I said, we've been around for 30 years. It started with a really simple idea of how do sailors read to their kids when they go on deployment and stay connected. And so it started off with just a video camera with a who remembers a VHS tape. (laughs) And yeah, right. I do. Um, And books on a pier in San Diego recording sailors and Marines as they got on, literally got on the ships to deploy. And they would hand the book and the video to the families that are staying behind so that they could watch and read along with their parent while they were deployed. And this meant a smoother reintegration process. We all know how terrible reintegration is, whether you have kids or not, it's always a hot mess. Um, And so, you know, this made it so that the kids saw mom or dad or whatever, whoever the relative is, they were a familiar face still. So they weren't like a stranger when they got home. So now we serve all branches of the military Coast Guard, National Guard, Reserves, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. Did I forget one? I probably forgot one. I'm sorry. It's a lot. Uh, So Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, Reserves. We serve them all. Um, We are at over 200 physical locations around the world. Oh. As well as we do pop-up events, we ha- and we have a brand new app that is completely free to use. And we don't just serve parents. So if you're listening, you're like, I don't have kids. Maybe you have a niece or nephew. Maybe your best army friend has a kid, and that kid is like your niece or nephew. I I have those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so this is a great way to stay connected with them, even when you just PCS away from them, right? Like maybe you're in Colorado and they're in New York. How do you stay connected? Um, one day when, you know, we have nieces and nephews, I'm going to make my husband record them for our nieces and nephews because they live in Maryland and we don't live in Maryland right now. So um, it's a great way. The family gets a book and they get the recording and you watch it on demand. So we used it when my husband was deployed to Kuwait two years ago now. Okay. Um, and it was a great way for my daughter to just stay connected because while we could FaceTime, FaceTime is always at a weird time of day, right? Like your schedules are totally off. It cuts in and out. If you have little kids, they do not understand video chat at all. Yeah. And they want to push the buttons and then they hang up because I can't tell you how many times we've hung up on grandma. Yes. Or it's just like the ceiling. Like I was FaceTiming with my daughter last month when I had to go home for something to visit my parents. And it was literally like looking up her nose and Mm -hmm. like, I was like this, why are we doing this? Uh So this is a way to, you know, stay connected in a way that's already probably part of your routine. You do story time already. Um, and it also helps build literacy which is super important, gets kids more interested in reading. It helps lessen anxiety and it's available any time of day. 
So while we used it a lot during deployment, we actually still watch the videos. My husband is not even in a deployable job right now. And we have watched the videos when he went to hang out with a friend for a couple hours one day because she saw it on my phone. She goes, oh, I want to watch it. Okay. I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Who can say no to reading? Yeah. And so it's a great use of screen time. I know we don't like screen time as parents. It's the dirty word, right? We all use it, but this is an educational use of screen time. It's a way to stay connected and it's building those literacy skills. It's building those family bonds and it gives you a break as a parent too. So a lot of parents have said, this is when I cook, I put on the video and I cook or I fold laundry or I do whatever. And I know that my kid is doing something safe and with their family member that they love. Um, it kind of gives you that break. And I know when I first got the video when my husband was deployed, like I ugly cried because it was just so nice to see him mm-hmm. in a relaxed manner and in just a setting where he was focused on us. And for him, it was important to kind of take that break from deployment yeah. and just think about his family at home. And that's what a lot of service members tell us too. Wow. Okay. So walk us through how the app works because, um, you know, selfishly I'm like, Ooh, how do I do this? Cause this sounds awesome. Yeah. So, um, it's available on Android and iOS. So does not matter what you got. You go to your, your app store and you download it. You will log in using troop ID. So that just verifies that you are connected to the military And it's also if you're a veteran. So if your spouse has gotten out, they can still use it. Um, And then let me open it up so that I tell you all the steps. (laughs) Why, thank you. I totally put you on the spot. You did, but I love it. Okay. So you just say there's a little button that says add or there's a plus sign, depending on which um, version you're in. And you can take a picture of the book. You add the title of the book, a little description if you want, and then you just click record. Okay. You set it up. We always tell people when they record, whether it's on site or in the app, you know, say hi, tell the kid why you picked the book or that you missed them or you're thinking of them, whatever you want to say. Record it. Read it just like if you're reading it at home. Mm-hmm. Then you finish up the recording. You save it. You add who you want to send it to. So your husband records it, puts in your email, and then once he hits upload, you get the email. Okay. And it says, you have a video. You go and you follow the steps in the email to log on to watch it in the viewer. And you can download it to um, your computer or another device. And then you're done. Awesome. So we're telling you can watch, you know, have your service member pick a book off your bookshelf at home before they go somewhere so that you're ready to go when they leave. You don't know when they're going to leave sometimes. So why not just do it right away? Another really cool thing about the app is that you can can request a free book to be sent to you. Oh, wow. if let's say there's a book you've always wanted to read or your kids really want you to read, um, you can request the book through there. It's through a donation from the American Legion Child Welfare Foundation mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that 
you know, books get in the hands of our military children. Um, so you can, um, the information of how to do that's all on our website and in the email that you'll get. Um, so if you went to the library, let's say to read a book, you don't have that book at home, you can request the book to make sure that you get it as well. Cause we know how important it is. Studies show how important it is to read along with the book and not just watch it on the screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That is so exciting. Um, yeah. So, oh, okay. So I know, it's a lot of information. I was like, oh, I, and I'm like, I need to get. I know notes. you're all taking notes. There will be a quiz at the end. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, and we'll make sure that we include links to everything in our yeah. notes, so that it makes it easier for folks. But if they want to get connected to this, to learn more or to download the app, they go directly to the app store. And what are they searching for? Just United Through Reading. Okay. So United Through Reading, and it's only for our military families, and it's a military nonprofit, so it's free to our military. It's all free. That's Everything huge. is free. We don't make you pay for anything. That's not why we exist. Oh, I love that. Well, Jessica, this is this has been an absolute pleasure. I feel like I need to have you back so that we can, you know, just dive into other things because yeah. there's so many things that we can talk about. Um, but Jessica, anything else that you want to leave our listeners with in terms of getting connected to family readiness? I mean, do you ever go on base? Do you go to the family readiness things? I mean, I and so I, I, for the first time in our military life, I live on base. Oh, okay. Perfect. So I'm, um, but we're in a weird unit, so we don't have like an FRG or anything right now that I know of, but I've been an FRG leader. Okay. Um, and I always encourage people to get involved with their FRG. Don't, don't listen to all the, you know, crazy stories. They really are just trying to keep you connected. It is what you make of it. Or join your spouse's club, you know, find some of those resources on your base and access them mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, connect with, with your people, try to find your people, your tribe, um, mm-hmm. find your tribe. And it's hard. I'm in the thick of finding my tribe here. We just PCS and I'm, I'm swimming in the waters with you all. So well, it's hard. It's, <laughs> it's funny because I, we interviewed Lauren Hope a couple episodes back and she yeah. recently moved to uh, Colorado Springs. And so I finally got to meet her and that was a lot of fun. Um, her inviting us over and I got to see the Lauren uh, Hope by Design studio in her house, which was really uh. cool. That'd be awesome to see. It was it was pretty cool. And then she uh, made a necklace with my daughter. And so it was really neat to do that. Aww. But I, I feel like as military spouses, um, you're absolutely right. Finding your tribe, finding your people, getting connected with them. And um, I was in a bitter place because I felt like all my peeps moved. And so then it was like, you know what? There's always an influx of peeps that are coming in. So just reach out and get connected. Yeah, definitely. And even if you don't go to all the FRG things, at least try it and see yeah. if you can find some people and try to go and you never know who's going to be at the next one. Yeah. Oh, they're always moving. Yeah. They have a life and they couldn't make it to the last one. So. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, my favorite thing to do is um, I'll try to scope out moms at the school and, uh, and say, Ooh, that one's wearing running shorts. She looks like she might run. Okay. I'm just going to talk to her. Just going to talk, try to find my people. (laughs) I've resorted to talking to the, you know, the moms waiting at the, a dance class, Mm -hmm. which is a good one. And then, um, well, we don't have a chat network here, but I have always been involved with hiring our heroes, military Mm -hmm. spouse, professional network as a working military spouse. That's always a great spot to find people that are, 
are also whether they're working or not working, you know, they're yeah. career minded. Ooh, um, I, you mentioned a really good one. Cause I've made a lot of great friends through there. Lindsay Toplaski. Um, Hi Lindsay. I know Lindsay. Yes. We'll forever be sad that she left me here in Colorado Springs. She was my last one to move. So, ugh. but, uh, if I ever go to DC, I get to see her and Laura early. <laughs> That's a good, good tribe right there. Yes. Yes. Well, Jessica, it's been so fun visiting with you. I want to thank you so much for being a guest and for sharing more about United through reading. So if you've gotten, uh, anything from this episode, definitely check that out because it is free to military and um, gosh knows that our military families couldn't use more reading. I'm going to go download the app this afternoon. So thank you so much. An easy way to get to it is utr.org slash app. Ooh, perfect. Okay. We'll make sure we get that in the show notes too. Jessica, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. To connect with Mill Housing Network, visit us online at milhousingnetwork.com. 